Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm Jen. And I'm Sarah. And we are Unabridged, the podcast where teachers take on books. Join us each week for bookish episodes and check out our website, unabridgedpod.com, where you can find lots of new bookish content every week. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at unabridgedpod and message us there or see our website to get plugged into the unabridged community. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, and welcome to Unabridged. This is episode 234. Today we are wrapping up season five, and we wanted to share some summer reads with you today. So as many of you know, we have had a lot of things happening in season five, and actually we are recording just a tiny bit before this releases, and I am still in Virginia, but will very soon be in South Carolina Maybe by the time this releases yet, <laughs> my life's a little in flux, so I'm not quite sure, <laughs> quite sure, but I think I might be in South Carolina by the time this releases. And so we've had a lot going on. We've enjoyed taking a bit of a break this summer and wanted to hop back on for a couple of reasons. We wanted to give you some summer reads. We always love to do that and share with you things that we're enjoying reading and think are perfect for the beach or any vacation time that you get this summer. And then we also wanted to share with you that before we start season six, Sarah has decided to sign off. We've all <laughs> we've all had a lot of things going on for quite a while, but certainly going through the pandemic, we've all had some job change and life change. And so we want to keep bringing you good content, but have found a different way of doing that and making it more manageable. And so we wanted to hop on together and share a little bit more bookish love before um, Sarah signs off. Yeah, I'm really so grateful for being able to do this podcast for all these years with two of my very best friends. It has been an amazing journey and I have learned so much and I've loved discussing books with all of you. Uh, just in the last year, especially we've had or I've had some big changes in my family and I'm going to be hopefully being able to help out more with that. And also my kids are getting older and much, much more involved in sports and extracurriculars. So I just felt like to be fair to Ashley and Jen and to the podcast and to all of our listeners that it was time for me to step back, but I definitely will be cheering on on a bridge and still interacting of course, with Ashley and Jen, who are my dear friends, and hopefully all of you. And I will not promise to post on Instagram all the time, but occasionally, (laughs) because if you've looked at my account lately, you will notice that I've also kind of stepped back from social media just because I just don't have a lot to say at the the moment. I'm doing, doing things with my family right now. So it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And I love all of our listeners. And of course, I love Ashley and Jen so much. And I will miss every, I will miss this, but it is the right decision for me and for my family at this time in my life. We are going to miss you so much, but yeah. Hope this helps with balance and all those things we're eternally striving for. (laughs) So yes, we are sad to see you go, Sarah, and have loved this, but we try to make things look effortless for our listeners and for all of you in our community. And we love what we do, but it certainly involves quite a bit of effort on Mm -hmm. our part. And sometimes we need to put that effort elsewhere. And so we all 
really understand that. And the three of us have had great conversations about where we've been and where we're Mm -hmm. going and how to make that work and what choices we need to make to move forward. So we're excited to start season six. Jen and I look forward to trying some new things and we'll miss Sarah, but do plan to keep you all posted on what we're up to and keep going on with our episode releases. So today we just wanted to share for our bookish check-in. We're sharing some of these books. I think maybe we haven't finished. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so this is our bookish check-in, but it also is books that we thought would be perfect for summer reading since we're right here in the middle of summer. So Jen, what are you sharing? So I, this summer, have been loving some just big, (laughs) chunky books that I have set aside (laughs) Um, I have to say, I just want to interrupt to say that chunky books and summer reading to me do not go together. So listeners, if you're like, I don't usually gravitate (laughs) toward the chunky book for the summer. That's what I thought. But anyway, please continue. I would like to say that I also thought that. (laughs) Although chunky books normally are never on my repertoire. So (laughs) I'm happy to be the outlier here. But yeah, so I, these are books that it feels like a lot to take on during the school year. And they're also books that I knew because they're parts of series that I knew I would be captured by and not want to put down. Again, something that is really hard to do during the school year. Whereas during summer, there are some pockets of time where I'm just, I can just immerse myself in these books. So the one I'm in the middle of now is Diana Gabaldon's Go Tell the Bees That I Am Gone, which is the ninth book in the Outlander series. And I I don't want to share a whole lot about plot, If you have started the series or watched the adaptation, then you know that this is a time travel book in which a British woman in the 1920s accidentally is sent back in time into the early 1700s Scotland, um, which always sounds ridiculous to describe it. But then there is this big love story. There's a so there's this romance and there are lots of historical details. I think they're really brilliantly written. I love the characters. I don't want to share a whole lot about book nine in case you haven't started this series, but all of the books are, I will say, a healthy length. The one I'm currently in is 900 pages. (laughs) And so yeah, immersive is, is right. But I really love the story of Jamie and Claire and I've talked about this series on here before. And one of the things I love about it is that it looks at a relationship that takes place over decades. And so I think it's really cool to see a relationship that doesn't end with the happily ever after. And while the characters go through a lot of things that are very not happy, I, I think it's really neat to see them work through a lot of personal things. And then also a lot of things that are outside of their own control. So I'm loving it. If you haven't started Outlander, you should start it. Even if when I first heard about it, I was like, ah, time travel, I don't know. So even if you don't love time travel, it is still worth checking out. And you'll know pretty quickly if you like it or not. It, it, this is Diana Gabaldon's Go Tell the Bees That I Am Gone. I do not gravitate toward <laughs> chunky books in general. But I will say I'm very intrigued by the Outlander series. So mm-hmm. I might have to make an exception for that. Sometimes I make exceptions for fantasy books, like series I know I'm going to love and really mm-hmm. want to do. And so this one, the time travel is appealing to me. And I have heard so many great things that I am intrigued by that one. Yeah, yeah we'll I will say the audio is supposed to be great. Now, I have no idea how long the audio books are. <laughs> how many hours of your life that would be. But I've heard the audio is great. So that might be good for you. Ashley, who listens at what speed now? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> ever faster. Yes. So 16 I, times the normal. Right now. <laughs> I don't thing. know, but I will say Scribd stops at 2.0 and I rarely mm. listen on there anymore because mm-hmm. I, that's too slow. So. <laughs> so much to do so little time alvin and the chipmunks read yes outlander <laughs> i do sarah and jen always make fun of me because you can hear on the outside of my car and they're talking very fast so now when i pull up and place it i think about the people around me in the parking lot and sometimes self-consciously i will turn off the audio before <laughs> before i park because i'm like huh i bet that sounds really I bizarre was- I listen at 1.5 and my husband is always looking askance at me when I'm listening. So I can't even imagine what his expression would be if he heard Ash the way Ashley listens. But <laughs> Oh, man. Sarah, what about you? What is your pick? So since this is my last episode and I've always liked cheating, I'm going to give two. <laughs> <laughs> because I read I, – so this summer – Unlike Jen, I've wanted like really fast paced books that I can like fly through. So I've been actually reading a lot of suspense, not really thrillers, but more like suspense novels Mm -hmm. that really are plot driven and just kind of keep me guessing. So when we were on vacation a couple of weeks ago, I read Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen's The Golden Couple, Mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed. I thought it was, I thought it was really well plotted. I thought that it, was believable. And I just really enjoyed the reading experience of that. And it's about this wealthy couple from Washington, DC. And of course, they seem to have it all. But their names are Marissa and Matthew. And Marissa was unfaithful. And she takes Matthew to an unconventional therapist to try to mend their relationship. However, he does not know that they're going for that reason. He thinks it's about their son. And so she kind of springs that on him when they're at the therapist. So the story is told between the point of view of Marissa and then Avery, the therapist. And it taught and it just goes through this whole twisted web of plot that is just really compelling. And I just really enjoyed it. So I think that was a really good Summer it was my first read of the summer, and I thought that was really, really good. And then the other one that I, I wanted to talk about was the one I'm currently reading, which is more of a true bookish check-in. And this one is Peter Swanson's Before She Knew Him. And this is told also in alternating perspectives between uh, the one of the main characters, Hen, who is married and has just moved into a neighborhood, um, and she goes over to her neighbor's house for a dinner party and they're giving a tour and she is in the office of the man who lives there his name's Matthew and he she notices a trophy that she realizes is from a possible murder that she was obsessed with several years prior so this is told in alternating perspectives between Matthew and between Hen who is the main character and it becomes clear very like in the very first chapters that Matthew is in fact a serial killer and that she kind of has figured this out but it's like how is he going to be caught kind of mm-hmm. thing so it's really interesting it's uh it's kind of disturbing and it's been it's been a good read too so i really am enjoying reading that so that's before she knew him by peter swanson and the golden couple by greer hendrix and sarah peckinen 
I listen to The Golden Couple, um, thanks to Libra FM, and love the audio. So if anyone likes suspense books on audio, that was really good. It had multiple narrators as the perspective shifted, and I thought it was great. Yep. Ashley, what are you reading? So I have read a lot of things that I... Not not big chunky books, but things that I typically, <laughs> typically think of as books that are good for summer because I have been looking for anything that keeps my momentum going. But I ultimately need to settle on one I'm in the middle of right now, and it's Alexis Hall's A Lady for a Duke. So longtime listeners will know that I absolutely loved Alexis Hall's boyfriend material. And this one just came out in May, and I'm listening to it thanks to Libro FM. The audio is outstanding. So this one is set after Waterloo, and so that's quite different. I mean, what I read of Alexis Hall before was like, you know, modern day. So this is definitely historical fiction, and it deals a lot with the aftermath of that, of the war on people, and it focuses on Violet Carroll. She is presumed dead at the Battle of Waterloo. And because of that, she is able to remake her life in the way that she has always felt but could not be prior to this presumed death at Waterloo. But by doing that, she does return home to her brother and her brother's wife. Ultimately, she returns home from the battlefield and she comes to them, but she does give up her title, her land, Mm -hmm. all of those things in order to live as herself, as Viola. But when she does that... She also becomes a lady's maid. And so the way that the, her brother and his wife help her integrate back into society is by letting her be the lady's maid for now Lady Marley, who is the brother's wife and like they're the people who run the estate now. So all that has happened. And she is kind of navigating her way in society with the loss of all this stuff and then presenting herself as essentially a new person. And meanwhile, she had a lifelong friend who also was at the Battle of Waterloo, and he was a Duke of Gracewood. He has, she comes to find out, he and his sister have like really struggled to pick up their lives after the war. And so he has a lot of what we would now say is PTSD and is profoundly affected by everything that happened at the war and also by the loss of his friend. So he Mm -hmm. believes his friend to be dead and is devastated by that. And so that grief is all-consuming for him. He also is addicted to essentially a type of opium and has this he he does have a bad injury it does cause him routine pain but there's a lot of, in the early part where you're seeing how he's being told by medical professionals to take this to try to help him cope with his pain but then he's recognizing that he's addicted to it and that his life is being really impacted by the opium addiction and so we see that unfolding and viola is kind of drug into a situation where she has to confront him. So she had kind of made peace with the fact that she was leaving her old life behind. She was going to be moving forward. The only people who knew this were her brother and her brother's wife. And yet she winds up having to be around Gracewood again in this new life. And she knows him, but he does not know it is her. And so 
he's telling her all these things about the loss of his friend and all the grief that he's experiencing. And she's just really conflicted about all of that because she doesn't know the way to cause the least pain. Basically Mm -hmm. Um, she's been gone for years after the war has not had any contact. And then now can see this like profound impact it's had on this person that she loves and cared for and has had a, you know, cherished friendship with. And she's starting to realize that she has feelings that she (laughs) did not recognize before. And, that those could well be reciprocated. So all of that is developing, (laughs) and I absolutely love it. I think that so far it is just such a beautifully woven story about the ways that we seek to be our true selves and how that can be at odds with society and at odds with our relationships with people and how a lot of what Viola is struggling with is how does she both honor herself and what she knows to be true about herself, but also care for the people who love her and who she loves and like, how does she navigate all that? And then there's all these societal things that I think it's fascinating because some of them of course are part of the historical aspect, but then a lot of them are still relevant in our society today. So I just think it's a really fascinating premise. I'm not that far into it, but I'm absolutely loving it and I can't wait to see what happens, and I do think it is a great summer read or an anytime read, and um, <laughs> I will be here for everything that Alexis Hall writes because I just think that it's great storytelling with awesome characters. So, again, that is Alexis Hall's A Lady for a Duke, and I can't wait to see what happens. I keep looking great. at that one. It looks so good. The audio is awesome, so I'm listening at my chipmunk speed and feel very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just a great, great story. Well, we wanted to keep it short for summertime today, and we want to wrap up with our Give Me One. And today we're going to share favorite ice cream places. Sarah, what's your favorite? So my favorite ice cream place is near here, near where we live. It's called Smiley's. I think I see Jen also has a favorite. And I think we are supposed to also give our flavor. And I love their, I love mint chocolate chip ice cream, which I know is not everybody's favorite. But they do a mint brownie ice cream, Mm -hmm. which I adore. And at Christmas time, they do a peppermint ice cream with these really big brownies in it. And I also love that. So those are my favorite. I always keep my eyes peeled for when that's their flavor of the week or month. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. What about you, Jen? Yeah. So Smiley's is my favorite and I love their dark chocolate salted caramel ice cream. It is delicious. Oh my goodness. It's just perfect. What about you, Ashley? Well, I could round it out with smileys, but I will say one more that I'm going to miss, and that is Klein's. Mm -hmm. So Klein's is another really great local ice cream place that we have here in Virginia or in our town, and I absolutely love that. And one of the things I really enjoy about Klein's is they really only have chocolate and vanilla and then one flavor each week and Mm -hmm. so in some ways it's really limited and then in the other on the other end it's just like you were saying Sarah about when there's those special flavors that is such a joy so there's something about like they have it posted on a sign out front and there's something (laughs) about that that I just really love that you can always keep an eye out for what the flavor of the week is and I think it's fun how that changes out routinely and all of their ice cream's delicious so Mm -hmm. It changes every Wednesday, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> My husband subscribes to their emails. So we get those updates too. 
<laughs> yeah. So as you can see, people around here are very serious about those ice cream flavors. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much listeners for joining us and thanks for staying with us through season five. And we look forward to getting started with season six in August. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at UnabridgedPod.com for ways to support us. To get more involved, you can sign up for our newsletter, join a buddy read, or become an ambassador. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.